Hello, and welcome to the Dina Joe podcast. I am DJ Dina Joe, your friend coming to you from the Mile High City, colorful Colorado. Thank you so much for joining my show today. You all are the best. If you're listening on the down, thank you so much and hit that follow button so you can join us live sometime. I'm here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.45 Mountain Standard Time, and I have the best people in the chat. And if you do me a favor, and however you're listening, if you would leave a comment, um, it's the show shared on different platforms, and I appreciate that. So thank you again for your love, supports, likes, shares, and downloads. So hi, Nancy. Oh my gosh, I think I might be getting a package pretty soon. We'll see. Oh, my fingers crossed. <laughs> How are you? I hope that you are well and my sweet friend is doing well. Hi, BP. Mr. Good Eats. I didn't get to see your picture this morning. What if you posted something with food? I will have to check it out. I don't know how he doesn't weigh like 300 pounds, honestly, because you eat the stuff you eat looks so tasty, so yummy. All right, I already did the greeting before y'all got in here. Thank you so much for sharing and liking the show. Appreciate that. So today I'm doing the Pulp Fiction, everything Pulp Fiction. Um, trivia, facts, blah, 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 music. Um, there's a lot of music, but I'm just going to do the ones that are on the soundtrack today. There's like, I don't know. There's music throughout that whole um, very bloody movie. <laughs> um, all right. So today is Wednesday, um, September 13th um, in Denver. Gosh, it's changing so fast. It's 49, um, a little bit cloudy. We expect sunny skies and a high of 75 uh, let's see, um, for BP, um, it is foggy. You guys are under a fog warning. Um, is it really foggy where you're at? Uh, cause they were saying you're under a fog warning. Um, so be careful. Um, but I think your high was going to be, um, well, right around 70, they're saying. Um, let me see. And then for my friend Yancey in Coffeeville, which she probably already knows, it's sunny. It feels like 61. Sunny skies and a high of 81. Has your humidity gone down any bit? 71% humidity. Yeah, you're still a little bit up there. But it's going to expect sunny skies. High is 81. Yep, humidity. Yeah, you're still hot. You're still hot out there. But it's getting colder fast. It's just uh, the trees across the street are starting to change. And I'm like, dang, it just, fit. I don't know. Is it only me or did this summer just seem to go by very quickly? Um, hi, Golazar. Um, all right. For my beautiful um, girls in Arizona, one in Tucson, 74, partly cloudy. There will be mostly sunny skies and a high of 90. And then Phoenix, 76, partly cloudy. Um, right now, mostly sunny skies later in a high of 96. And I'm getting a message. So we are going to start with um, the word of the day. Uh, and um, I always like to do that because there's so much hate in the world. I try to have a encouraging word, quote, and a little bit of something about that word. And today's word is sincere. 
free from pretense or deceit, preceding from genuine feelings. And the quotes that I have are, sincere compliments cost nothing and can accomplish much in any relationship. They are a cause for um, that refreshes, and that is Steve Gooder. And then Danielle Laporte says, you don't have to be fearless, just sincere. And what makes someone sincere? Sincerity isn't as common as you'd like to think these days. With so much of our interactions occurring through online profiles, it almost comes naturally to be people to pretend to be something other than what they truly are. They use fake profiles, hide behind insincere, insincere personalities. This is why it can be so surprising when you actually do meet a truly sincere and authentic person. If you are blessed enough to have this person in your life, by the way, love them and cherish them and keep them. <laughs> Don't toss them aside. Here's just some characteristics. Hi, bam, bam. Um, of a truly sincere person and what you can expect from these kinds of humans. Um, and welcome, Evie's QTWGR. Um, sincere people are not afraid to look and appear weak. Sincerity means being yourself and caring about yourself, not what other people think of you. Most people are afraid of looking weak and vulnerable to the point that they do their best to hide their true feelings. A sincere person doesn't care about looking weak. Um, they give compliments without a second thought. They are not afraid of what other people might think or the egos of those around them. They praise and admire whenever it feels right and when people deserve it. Deserve it meaning they do not just compliment people smoke up their butt <laughs> to get them to like them or to get them to do something in return. They understand the importance of spreading love and letting other people feel joy and they want to be part of that when they can. There is nothing else to it that's simple. They care more about their values than the world around them. A sincere person doesn't let outside influences affect them and what they believe. They do not go against their own values and beliefs for ratings or to be popular or anything like that. They are driven by their inner values, belief system. That's what matters more than anything. They treat everyone with the same level of respect. From a janitor to a CEO, a sincere person will see every person as what they are, another human being on earth that is deserving of basic respect and kindness. Period. Bam. Um, they give without expectations. Sincere people do things because they want to, not because they get to reap some feel-good brain chemical from it. They do things without being told because um, they want to stay true to their values. They show compassion and kindness even when no one no one's looking or when no one else wants to show They are always seeking out knowledge, sincere people for genuine growth in themselves. They're always looking to push forward and they do not want the audience to do so. Sincere people never um, think that good for the world. One of the main reasons why they seek out knowledge is 
because they don't run with their egos and they think they've got and think they've got everything figured out. They are themselves. Nowadays, there's so much pressure to be someone um, that you're actually not. Sincere people don't care about putting in up of a front. They don't feel like they need to be someone else and enact people-pleasing behaviors or belong to a crowd. In fact, they don't really care about belonging to a crowd at all. Um, they would, um, will, sorry, they will never find people or talk behind someone's back just to earn others' favor. They won't participate in activities or go against their beliefs just to fit in or be popular. It's not a good look. And they hold themselves accountable. Um, that's a hard one. People don't like to do that. Above all, sincere people are easy to trust because they hold themselves accountable for their actions. Um, this does not mean that they are perfect and incapable of hurting people. They are human, just like everybody else. But what separates them from the others is their integrity to do the right thing. Um, they hold themselves to a higher standard that they take responsibility for the consequences of their actions. They never try to invade consequences or manipulate others and others to agree with them. Just because sincerity is rare doesn't mean you have to be a special kind of person to be sincere. If you're looking to add value to your life and grow in a genuine person, start with just a few of those points I listed above. At the end of the day, it's about being honest with your shortcomings, facing them head on, and being true to your values and beliefs, and doing what you need to do to be a kinder, more empathetic person. So I believe in you. You got this. Um, I hope that brought a little value to your life this morning. Thank you guys so much for all the likes. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so today is um, Pulp Fiction. Wow, a lot of great music in that, in this, in this show. Um, but before I do that, I'm going to do the joke of the day. Another corny joke for you guys. Um, uh, which one am I going to do? <laughs> okay. Which country's capital has the fastest growing um, no, no, no. Sorry. That one's missing something. Why did I didn't print the whole thing out? We'll do this, this corny one. Why are weddings so emotional? <laughs> the answer is, I don't know, but even the cake is in tears. Da -dum -dum. You know, tears, cake, layers. Oh, I know. Oh, no. Corny, corny. All right. <laughs> so I have a couple of, um, food trends before we get into the um, Pulp Fiction. And the first one that I have is um, Arby's. Well, yesterday they had, because this new sandwich they have, well, it's a burger, I guess. When did Arby's selling burgers? I mean, I know they've been doing it on and off for a while, but this is a game burger, um, a big game burger. It's a blend of bison, elk, and beef. Um, and it started on September 12th and it has, let's see, uh, elk, venison, elk, ground beef topped with crispy onions, tangy pickles, melted Swiss cheese and dark cherry steak sauce on a toasted bun. 
Um, it's starting around 879. Um, again, like it started on September 12th. Uh, and they also had a, um, a hike. It was called the Arby's hike through, and it was actually here in Colorado and it was yesterday. Um, and whoever was up there, I guess, wherever it was, um, the Colorado Rockies, you hiked a, um, 4.1 mile, I think it said, let's see. The Arby's great hike through is what it was called. And, um, yeah, 4.1 miles. Um, it doesn't say where exactly it is in the mountains. It just says Burger Mountain, Colorado. I wonder if there really is a Burger Mountain, Colorado, or if this is just it. And they have a big old Arby's flag. And then, um, it said first come first serve because they at the end of the hike they served you this burger <laughs> chick-fil-a has a chicken sandwich with pimento cheese on it and it looks like an absolute <laughs> oh really i haven't seen that one yet i'll have to check that out if it's everywhere hmm um but at least it's chicken i didn't know arby's was doing burgers and i don't know about this whole trusting them with game, but it looks, the picture looks kind of good. But anyway, the hike was yesterday. Um, you could also get merchandise. This is like the new thing with all of these stores is all these fast food places is having merchandise. I've never seen anybody wearing any of the merchandise we've spoke about in the past, but they have a hat, a little hat, a, a a windbreaker, you know, a, like a waterproof jacket that says it's orange and it says Arby's hike through on the back of it, a water bottle and some little um, socks that cover your ankles. They go like ankle socks. I don't know. This guy looks kind of corny in them. It's a flag with an A on it. And uh, yeah, so those are your socks. Hey, Short Pant Robert, how are you? Hi, HMQT. So if you're into... um food merchandise yeah, go to arby's uh you can get some that was yesterday um today let's see and then dunkin donuts i'm not sure about this one either and i've never heard of this girl and man she's dirty she's dirty um <laughs> duncan introduces new ice spice munchkin drink in collaboration with rapper ice i don't know this is just a little bit of her <laughs> Ice spice. Um, and it says that it is um, a blend of creamy frozen coffee with pumpkin munchkin donut whole treats inside the coffee blend topped with whipped cream and caramel drizzle. Um, so yeah, and it has something to do with Ben Affleck too. I don't know if he's in a commercial with this ice spice, but, um, they're talking about Ben Affleck and this, I can't handle that. Sorry. Um, and her, <laughs> this ice spice. So if you're into, um, really sweet frozen drinks, um, I bet you BP gets a heck of a lot better than that one. But anyway, that's out now, Duncan. And they also have, um, candy that looks really gross duncan chocolate jelly donut chocolates in the candy aisle they're um chocolates filled with jelly in the middle um it doesn't look too good either so those are the two new things um from duncan donuts i only have a few more and then we'll get into um 
Pulp Fiction. Um, uh, friendlies, if you have a Friendlies, we don't have any Friendlies out here, but they are adding new Jonas Brothers inspired Sundays. And they, the one, oh, the Joe Sunday, it, they make it look like a little face and all cute with all kinds of sprinkles. Let's see. There's a Nick Sunday, a Kevin Sunday, and a Joe Sunday. And I and a Dina Joe Sunday. Uh-huh. The Joe Sunday is three scoops. It's um one scoop of mint chocolate chip, chocolate chip cookie dough, and chocolate ice cream sitting on a bed, a spread of hot fudge topped with crushed Oreos, M&Ms, Reese's peanut butter cups, whipped cream, and cherries. That's a whole lot. The next Sunday is vanilla fat-free frozen yogurt, Reese's Pieces um, banana, and generous drizzle of Friendly's peanut butter sauce and whipped cream. The Kevin Sunday is scoops of Friendly chocolate, butter crunch, forbidden chocolate. I wonder what forbidden chocolate is. Ice cream topped with caramel, hot fudge, whipped cream, plus extra layer of crushed sugar cones with a cherry on top. So um, there you go. If you have friendlies by you, you can go get that. Or you can make mine, which is a scoop of delectable mint chocolate chip, a scoop of tasty coffee chip sitting on top of hot fudge, some type of nuts and whipped cream. There you go. That's mine. <laughs> Um, and I don't have a song, so yeah, from Dunkin' Donuts and um, Nasty Spice to <laughs> the Jonas Brothers. That's what they should have called her was Nasty Spice. All right, I'm gonna bring up the Pulp Fiction music, and like I said, this is just the soundtrack because the music in the uh, movie there's there's a whole lot. So we're gonna go and. Um, in between the songs have little facts from the movie or actual quotes from the movie. Um, so to start off, we're going to start off with, gosh, it's 23 of them here. 1625-17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by Samuel the L. Jackson. And the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. Welcome HQN. his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will write down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord. When I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ooh. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's where you. Hi, Shelby. How are you? Um, that's to start us off. Pulp Fiction. All right. The first song that I have is Miserlou, um, Dale Dick and his Deltones. Dick Dale in his Deltones. This comes on in the opening credits. Um, Dick Dale's Miss Surlou sets the tone of Pulp Fiction perfectly, straddling in the audience for a bold, um, high-energy thrill ride. It kicks in on the freeze frame when Pumpkin and Honey Bunny stick up the diner in the opening credits. So here it is, opening credits. 
While that's playing, I'm going to tell you a fact. Um, Jules's character was originally written to have a giant afro, but a crew member up, obtained a variety of afro wigs, one of them being a Jerry Curl wig. Um, Quentin Tarantino had never thought about the Jerry Curl wig, but Samuel L. Jackson tried it on, and Tarantino liked it, so he kept it instead of the afro. So that way is the opening credits, Miss Lou, Dick Dale, and the Deltones. Um, the second one that I have, let's see, does it have, yeah, Royal Cheese. It says Royal with Cheese, and it's Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta, and it goes right into Jungle Boogie um, by Cool and the Gang. Midway through the opening credits, there is an unpredicted soundtrack change. After Mr. Lou plays over the first half of the credit, Jules switches the radio station and a completely different song plays over the second half of the opening titles. Cool in the Games 1970s funk masterpiece, Jungle Boogie, marks a, um, ra a radical tonal departure from the original soundtrack and sets up the new people, Jules and Vincent. So here um, is Royal Cheese and then Jungle Boogie. Okay. So tell me again about the hash bar. Okay, what you want to know? Yeah, it's just legal, man, right? Yeah, it's legal, but it ain't 100% legal. I mean, you just hey, can't walk a restaurant, roll the joint, and stop buffing away. I mean, they want you to smoke in your home or certain designated places. Over a hash bar. Yeah, breaks down. It's okay. It's, it's legal to buy it. It's legal to own it. And if you're the proprietor of a hash bar, it's legal to sell it. It's legal to carry it, but but, but that doesn't matter. Just get a list, all right? If you get stopped by a cop in Amsterdam, it's illegal for them to search you. I mean, that's the right the cops in Amsterdam don't have. Oh, man. I'm going. That's all it is, too. I'm fucking going. <laughs> no, baby. You think you're the most. But you know what the funniest thing about Europe is? What? It's the little differences. I mean, they got the same shit over there that they got here, but it's just, it's just there. It's a little different. Example. All right. Well, you can walk into a movie theater in Amsterdam and buy a beer. 
and I don't mean just like you no know, paper cup. I'm talking about a glass of beer. And in Paris, you can buy beer at McDonald's. And you know what they call a, a quarter pounder with cheese uh, in Paris? They don't call it a quarter pounder with cheese. Oh man, they got the metric system. They wouldn't know what the fuck a quarter pounder is. Like what do they call it? They call it uh, Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. That's right. What do they call a Big Mac? Big Mac's a Big Mac, but they call it Le Big Mac. Big Mac. No Big Mac. What do they call a Whopper? I don't know. I didn't go on a Burger King. You know what they put on French fries and Holland instead of ketchup? What? Mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> Seen them do it, man. They fucking drown them in this shit. Yeah. Get down, get down. Thank you, Bam Bam. Oh, no, I couldn't. I just couldn't. <laughs> Ira, welcome. Did you know the F word is used 265 times in this movie? Here's another fun fact. Ellen DeGeneres tried out for the role of Jody, the pierced face wife of Vincent's drug dealer that ultimately went to Rosanna Arquette. Hey, Mike. Meow. Jungle Boogie. 
Now, the next song um, and scene, hopefully these are all, I tried to get them to go in order, um, is Strawberry Letter 23, the Brothers Johnson. And this song is um, playing when Vincent and Jules walk around the apartment building and talk about foot massages before knocking on Brett's door. Here's Strawberry Letter 23. specifically for Samuel L. Jackson. However, it almost was given to Paul Calderon after a great audition. When Jackson heard this, he flew to Los Angeles and auditioned again to secure the role. Calderon ended up with a small role as Paul. Shelby. Hey, Tracy. All right, I'm going to move on to another song because there's so many on this playlist. That is, I'm Strawberry Letter 23, the Brothers Johnson. 
All right, the next uh, scene. Well, you know what? Let me do this fact real quick. Where did it go? Um, the same pie. Uh, in the Fabeline line, any time of the day is good time for pie. Sounds familiar. It should. The character of Alabama says the same thing in another Tarantino film. True romance. So there is one um, fact for you. So the next song that I have, it's Let's Stay Together, Al Green. And it is playing when Butch meets Mar Marcellus at the bar. Um, after Jules recites the Ezekiel um, 2517, which I opened up with um, speech and shoots Brad, Brett dead, the movie takes a breather as Al Green's Let's Stay Together takes over the soundtrack and the mob boss, um, Marcellus Wallace, speaks to um, boxer Butch um, Coleridge. So here is Let's Stay Together, Al Green. I'm so in love with you. Whatever you want to do is all right with me. Um, for you here. This is Tarantino apparently has a fondness for a particular brand of discontinued cereal. And I've talked about this cereal before. It just, um, Lance um, is shown eating fruit brute in the movie. Um, I, I'll be shocked if it doesn't come out again in Halloween because it was out for last Halloween. Um, the cereal was part of the General Mills monster collection, Count Chocula, Booberry, Frankenberry and yummy mummy. Um, there is also a box of fruit brute in Mr. Orange's um, apartment in Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs. 
All right, we're going to move on from um, Al Green to um, Besting Surfboards by the Tornadoes. Um, and this is playing during the scene where Vincent buys drugs. Um, he's buying heroin from Lance. Uh, let's see, playing while Vincent proceeds... Um, proceeds. Why would I say proceed? It says, plain Will Vincent, um, he's buying heroin from Lance. You can particularly hear the ocean in this 1962 um, offering from a California surf band, the Tornadoes, complete with breezy whammy bar effects and no unnecessary vocals. Okay, so here it is, busting surfboards, um, the Tornadoes. Since this is instrumental, I'll um, give you another uh, little fact here. Quentin Tarantino hesitated over the choice between the character he was going to play, either Jimmy or Lance. He ended up choosing Jimmy's role because he wanted to be behind the camera in Mia's overdose scene. <clears throat> Here's another interesting fact. The role of Vincent Vega was originally and exclusively written for Michael Madsen. And it's funny, in this picture, they have his face over John Travolta's. Um, Quentin Tarantino had been working on his script for seven months. And even though, Ma Ma <coughs> excuse me, Madsen knew of Quentin Tarantino's plans, he had expressed his desire to play the part Manson had already signed up for the role as Virgil Earp in Wild Earp, Wild Earp and was unable to commit to the film. He later really regretted the decision. I would say so. I don't think Wild Earp was as um, popular as Pulp Fiction was. All right, the next song that I have is Son of a Preacher Man, Dusty Springfield. This is playing um, when Vincent meets Mia. Um, Tarantino plays the Dusty Springfield classic, Son of a Preacher Man, over the introduction of the iconic Mia Walson in public pup. Gosh, I can't talk. Pulp fiction. When Vincent arrives at the house and Mia is still getting ready, she tells him via the intercom to come and make himself at home. Um, they said there is romantic undertones um, throughout. So here we go. Son of a Preacher Man, Dusty Springfield. They had a drink of something. Preacher's son, and when his daddy would visit, he'd come along. 
When they gather around and start talking, that's they would take me walking. Out through the backyard, we go walking. Then they look into my eyes. Lord knows to my surprise, the only one who could ever reach me was a son of a preacher man. Thank you, BP. Thank you, Shelby. Was a son of a preacher man. See The role of Butch was originally supposed to be an up-and-coming boxer. Matt Dillon was in talks to play the role, but never committed. Quentin Tarantino then changed the role and offered it to Bruce Willis, who was disappointed because he wanted to play Vincent. Hi, Bella. Good to see you. That is um, Son of a Preacher Man, Dusty Springfield. We're going to move on to the next scene from the movie. Um, let's see if it comes back up. Um, dead, Zed's Dead Baby slash Bullwinkle Part 2, the Centurions. Um, and this is on when Vincent takes drugs and then drives across town. Um, let's see. As soon as he collects his cash from killing Brett and his roommates, Vincent, goes straight um, to his drug dealer Lance's house to buy some heroin. He decides to shoot up at Lance's place before driving over to pick up Marcella's wife, Mia, for dinner. So here we go. It's a chopper, baby. Thank you, Shelby. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. 
And here's another fact. Quentin Tarantino is an avid collector of vintage television show board games. During the filming of Pulp Fiction, he and John Travolta were reported to have sat on the floor and played the Welcome Back Cotter 1975 board game. all these little facts and you have to go back and watch the movie. This one says when Vincent first walks into Mia's house, one of the back doors is slightly open. This was done. So the camera wouldn't be reflected into the glass. All right. That is bullying the part two, the centurions. We're going to move on to the next song and I'm seeing, and it is Chuck Berry. Um, you never can tell. Uh, this was at Vincent and Mia dancing at the Jack Rabbit Slims twist contest. Here we go. It was a teenage wedding and the old folks wished him well. You could see that Pierre did truly love the mademoiselle. And now the young monsieur and madame have from the chapel there. During this song, when um, Uma Thurman didn't like it, she uh, said that she didn't actually like the song that was being played during the twist contest, and she told Quentin Tarantino about this, saying, it just doesn't sound right. Tarantino simply replied, trust me, it's perfect. Um, during the dance uh, contest, you're made to believe that Vincent and Mia won um, at the Jack Rabbit Slim restaurant, but late in the film, when Returning to get his watch, there's a radio bulletin about the trophy having been stolen. All right, we're going to move on to the next scene. That was Chuck Berry and You Never Can Tell. All right, the next scene um, in song is Lonesome Town. Ricky Nelson, and this is when Mia orders a $5 shake. It says the song is playing as Mia Wallace orders a shake at the restaurant with Vincent. Um, this 1958 hit was sung by then teenage heartthrob Ricky Nelson, and his son's been covered by everyone from Paul McCartney to Jason Donovan, and as well as an instrumental rock band the ventures who will also pop up again on this list so here is lonesome town ricky nelson 
by Link Ray. Um, this is Mia and Vincent talk about the television plot that she, um, pilot, I'm sorry, the television pilot that she was part of. The retro rock and roll continues at the Jack Rabbit Slims as 1950s icon Link Ray plays as Mia and Vince continue their conversation um, with, as with Waiting on School, Ace of Spades has not been included in any of the Pulp Fiction soundtrack releases, though Link Ray would eventually be included in the 2002 Collector's Edition. There's so many different ones. So here it is, Link Ray, Ace of Spades. A lot of like surf kind of music. Did you know, I in the diner when Mia is um, ordering her $5 shake, the Bali waiter, Steve Vescemi, asked her if she wants it Martin and Lewis or Amos and Andy. Of course, he's referring to the two comedy duos, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, two white men, the Amos and Andy show, two black men. Basically, he's asking her, if she wants a vanilla 
or a chocolate shake. All right, we're going to move on to the next scene and song, and it's Rumble by Link Ray again. Um, <clears throat> Rumble. Um, and this is when Vincent drinks the $5 milkshake. Mia goes to the um, restroom and snorts cocaine. Um, it's Link Ray's double bill as the next track plays immediately after Ace of Spades through Rumble would eventually make it to the film's soundtrack. Um, let's see, here it is, Rumble. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Shelby. Here's another fact. I guess it was going around was that Courtney Love claimed that um, Quentin Tarantino originally wanted uh, Kurt Cobain and her to play the roles of Liz and Jody. However, Tarantino denies ever having met Kurt. He met her once, um, much less offering him the part. All right, that is Rumble, Link Ray. We're going to move on to the next song. And it's Since I First Met You, um, the Robins. No, let's see. Good. Okay. Um, Vincent drinks the $5 shake. Mia comes back from the bathroom. Here it is, the Robins, Since I First Met You. My nights don't sleep so endless. Don't seem so bad. I'm walking on a cloud, and there's music in the air. I feel just like a live wire. I've been drilled through and through since I first met you. Oh, stars that shine uh, here's another fact for you. Saturday Night Live alumni Julia Sweeney had a bit role in Pulp Fiction as a junkyard owner and the Wolf's breakfast date, Rachel. In real life, she had been married to Stephen Hybert, who played the gimp in the movie. Welcome, Muhammad. I 
That is the woman since I first met you. We'll move on to the next scene. This is a good soundtrack to listen to just straight through. Um, Teenagers in Love. Um, this is this is the one I couldn't. Let me see. Um, yeah, this is the one it says in the movie. It's played by Woody Thorne. Um, but I couldn't get that on my device. I only have it by Dion and the Belmonts, which you'll, I'm sure, recognize. Um, this is when Vincent and Mia discuss foot massages <laughs> just before the iconic twist competition. We get a brief listen to this Woody Thorne classic as Vincent asks Mia if Marcellus killed someone for giving her a foot massage. Teenagers in Love is the third and final song um, featured in the film, not to make it on either of the film's tracks. Here it is, Teenager in Love. Hi, Jimmy. How are you? It's been a while. Hope you're well. Each time we have a quarrel, it almost breaks my heart. Cause I'm so afraid that we will have to part. Each time I ask the stars above why must I be a teenager in love? One day I feel so happy, next day I feel so sad. I guess I'll learn to take the good with the bad. Cause each night I ask the stars of love. Why must I be a teenager in love? I cried a tear for nobody but you. Oh no, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Real quick, Jimmy, I just read this last night. I think it's Sparina. Um, this is Teen Teenagers in Love, Dion and the Belmonts. Uh, Real quick with the allergies, um, I, um, Spirina, I'm pretty sure it's what it, it's a grain, like algae. And I was reading about it. You could do some, do your own research, um, that they did a study with people taking that and gosh, it's downstairs, um, and, uh, an allergy medicine. And it showed that this taking, you have to mix it in water and drink. It doesn't look like it tastes that great, but who knows? Um, and they said that it worked better than the drug medication. So um, it's worth looking into. Um, yeah. So I just read that last night. All right. So uh, that was um, Teenagers in Love. Okay. The next scene, you never can tell, Chuck Berry. Um, this is when Vincent and Mia dance. Um, 
Yep, the song is playing during that dance scene between John Travolta and Uma Thurman. Um, you Never Can Tell by uh, father of rock and roll, Chuck Berry. The song was perfect choice for the twist concept. You know what? I thought we played that one already. No, it was just a different song. Anyway, here it is. You Can Never Tell, Chuck Berry. Yeah, I did. I was like, why is this in here twice? Okay, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. We did. All right, moving on one girl you'll be a woman soon and that is by urge overkill and this is um when mia comes back and she has she overdoses and it's the famous scene when uma thurman's character plays the song on the real to real tape machine and sings along to it before doing drugs which nearly clear kill her she's revived by an adrenaline shot to the chest administered um by john travolta um so here it is. Girl, you'll be a woman soon. Girl, you'll be a woman soon. Uh, one of the fat the facts about when he shot, you know, they, they show the needle going into her chest. They said they did that in reverse that Travolta jerks the needle from her chest and then they filmed it backward. is urge overkill girl you'll be a woman soon i knew i would find that for you there's a fact i was reading to you about um allergies um so look into it might help you all right the next scene um and song is flowers on the wall but and this is butch escapes from vincent um, and the song is by the Stater brothers, Statler brothers. Um, after killing Vincent in his apartment and escaping with a gold watch, unscathed, Butch sings along to the 1975 version 
of the classic um, country, Flowers on the Wall, on the car radio. Here he is. Flowers on the Wall, Statler Brothers. I keep hearing you're concerned about my happiness. But all that thought to me is cotton tickets. If I were walking in your shoes, I wouldn't worry none. But you and your friends are worried about me. I'm having lots of fun. Counting flowers on the wall. That don't bother me at all. Playing solitaire till dawn. With the deck of 51 Smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo Don't tell me I'd nothing to do Last night I dressed in tails pretended I was on the town As long as I can dream a tightness By the way you guys WWE on Friday night. You have to look for um, Aaron and Lewis. They're going to be at it this Friday and they're going to be holding up a big, bright poster. We haven't got it yet. And it's going to say the Dina Joe podcast. So you can tell who they are. Why not promote, right? <laughs> Thank you, Bam Bam, for telling me to do that. It's good to see you. All right, that is um, <laughs> the Statler Brothers, Fires on the Wall, smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo. That's too funny. Um, that's some tough child there, smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo. All right, the next scene, Um, if love is a red dress, hang me in rags, Maria McKee. Um, and this is said um, during the scene, um, Marcellus catches Butch in May Maynard's Pawn Shop, the one and only original song on Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Marie McKee's song is a tad overshadowed in the film by the pawn shop skirmish between Bruce Willis and Ving Rain. So here it is, Maria McKee, if love is a red dress, hang me in rags. Appreciate you.
Here's another fact about the movie. Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke passed on the role of Butch Coleridge in order to pursue his real-life boxing career. He also claimed that he didn't understand the script. He later regretted the decision. That is uh, the original song, the only original song from the movie, Maria McKee's If Love is a Red Dress, Hang Me in Rags. All right, so the next one I have um, song and scene is Comanche by the Rebels. Um, and it says this is being played when um, Butch rescues Marcellus um, Comanche. It was performed by yet another California surf band with the, Re the Revels performing this track when Butch ultimately decides to save Marcellus and kill Maynard. So here we go, Comanche. Hey, Billy D. Here's another fact on the movie. Um, on the wall of the pawn shop, there is a license plate bearing SW4913. This is no coincidence, but rather Quentin Tarantino paying homage to the Smith & Wesson 4913 pistol. Comanche, the Rebels. All right, we're going to move on to the next scene um, and song. The song is Out of Limits. Um, let's see. Who, the Marquettes sing this song. And it's when Butch and Fabian escape. 
Um, the song is being played in Pulp Fiction as Butch escapes via motorcycle with his girlfriend, one of the few characters with a happy ending in what is chronologically the last scene, they say, of the film. So here is Out of Limits. Um, Vincent drank the $5 milkshake when Mia ordered it and then went to the bathroom to do drugs. And then she came back and almost died. Vincent stuck a needle in her chest. And it's actually a needle coming out of her chest. Mm-hmm. Um, on the drugs, since that's what most of this movie is about, one of Tarantino's friends, a recovering heroin addict, advised Travolta on how best to portray a man riding that horse. He told the actor that getting drunk on tequila while relaxing in a hot bath would closely approximate a heroin high without him actually having to do the drugs. And it was a whole bottle of tequila. God, you think that would kill him? <laughs> uh. <laughs> that is out of limits. The markets. All right, so lastly, um, Surfrider, The Lovely Ones, ending credits, is when this played. And it said, I guess on the wallet, um, I'd have to go back and look, but it said the director didn't have to look far for one of the film's most memorable props, and that's Jules's wallet, which had um, Bad Mother Blanker written on the front of it. It actually belonged to Tarantino. Okay, Alexis, I remember this person being in the news. Um, Alexis Arquette, the performer who burst from the bathroom in Brett's apartment and unloads a cannon on Jules and Vincent, was played by Alexis Arquette, the sibling of Rosanna Arquette, who played Jody. Um, Alexis Arquette, who was also transgender 
activist died in 2016. Um, and the restaurant scene um, was filmed at the Hawthorne Grill, originally called Holly's, located at 13763 Hawthorne Boulevard in Hawthorne, California. The building was demolished um, right after it, this was filmed. Thank you, Billy D. Appreciate you. I think it's oh, it's gonna go right back into the Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. And Mr. Blonde, a.k.a. Vic Vega, played by Michael Manson in Reservoir Dogs, is the brother of Vincent Vega in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's how that's supposed to end. <laughs> it does in this movie. All right, guys. Well, that was... Oh, what's playing now? I don't know why Viva Las Vegas Elvis Presley's on, but it is. I guess that's we can end it this way. Elvis wanted to play this morning. <laughs> and I hope you guys come back um, for Friday. Aaron will be here with sports and I'll have dance. Um, it's more of a, um, yeah, he does live. He, he's living in here. He wants to play. Then. Um, let me show you, give you an example of who I'll be playing on Friday. Well, the last song is going to be California Love by Tupac, because I just have to. Maybe some Invoke, a little Empty Hammer, some Digital Underground, a little Nelly, Sir Mix-a-Lot, Naughty by Nature, Snoop Dogg, 69 Boys, Color Me Bad, Invoke Again, Quad City DJs. Old Dirty Bastards, mm -hmm, and Janet Jackson. That'll be Friday night. So on Friday morning, I should say. That'll be fun. But <clears throat> sorry, Elvis, I'm going to cut you off. <laughs> it's weird that I picked that song. It's not on any of my playlists. <laughs> oh, my word. I'm trying to find... I'm going to leave you guys like I always leave you with all this playing in the background. Be the reason someone smiles today. Let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. Um, it's going to try to, it tries to every day with me. I think because I say that, it's like, 
don't be a hypocrite, Tina Joe. Don't let somebody else steal your smile. So yeah, one of those things. So if nobody's told you lately, um, I really do love you guys and appreciate you so very much. You guys mean the world to me. Um, I hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Be safe out there. Watch your back. The world has gone crazy. So, um, and love the people that are around you. If you have somebody special in your life that you know is sincere, um, love them and appreciate them. Keep them around. They're worth it. All right. Um, so yeah, that's what I have to say. Let me turn this music down or it's going to just blare in your ears when I turn it on. One, two, Watch my back and I'll watch yours. All right, Billy D. I'll be watching it for sure. Bye, guys. Love you. See you around popping. Be back on Friday.